Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. Hey folks, JD here, Season 2, Episode 5. We're rolling. Everyone enjoy their snow day. Uh, Let's start in the NFL. Matthew Stafford is heading to Los Angeles to join the LA Rams in a massive trade for Jared Goff and a package of picks. Detroit will get Goff, a 2021 third-round pick, and a first-round pick in 2022 and 2023. All in exchange for Matthew Stafford. The Rams are in a win-now mentality with Coach Sean McVay. And Detroit's in a let's-get-young mentality. They had Stafford for a number of years. He showed his skill over there. But each team wants to make a change to head in a winning direction. I think it's good for both teams. The Rams have what it takes to win the whole thing. We saw them get there a few years back and play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But Goff, they felt, was their weakness, and they needed to make a change. So they bring in a veteran. And in Sean McVay's offense, this should work. I'm very excited for the Rams. Keep in mind, even this year, they got all the way to the divisional round, lost to Aaron Rodgers, but got there. And they beat Seattle this postseason in Seattle. The team is there with Ramsey, Aaron Donald. That defense is loaded. Get Stafford. You brought him in, and uh, let's see what happens. I'm really excited for both teams. And and for Jared Goff, I'm excited for him to go to Detroit. I know everyone's like, uh, he left Los Angeles, and I don't know if he's going to enjoy Detroit. But Detroit's a team that really wants him and wants to help develop him. And, And I think that's huge for his future. And being part of this organization and getting them back in the win column will be huge. And I think Goff can do that. So best of luck there to Jared and Matthew in their new homes, and it's going to be cool next year to see both of them play. Moving on to the NBA. NBA, we're in really good hands. A lot of super teams, and uh, that's the way the league is now, uh, of course. Kevin Durant, Harden, Kyrie, they are gelling. Brooklyn is uh, second in the Eastern Conference, uh, second to only Philly, and, you know, them being... 8-2 and two in their last 10 four-game winning streak. They're giving us everything we wanted. You know, James forcing his way out of Houston. Some of us may say, uh, don't complain, just play. But he ended up where he wanted to end up uh, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and a chance to win a ring. And I think the Sixers have an impressive story this year as well. Joel Embiid, Philly is riding on his shoulders. Tobias Harris. You know, uh, this is a good, loaded, solid team. Of course, Ben Simmons at the one, playing defense out of his mind and taking it to the cup. No need to shoot because he dishes to shooters and uh, finishes well at the rim. So I think the Sixers and the Nets both look better than Milwaukee. And I don't think Giannis was thinking that would be the case when he re-signed this offseason. And I'm not going to say it's because of Giannis, but Giannis... As Charles Barkley said on TNT, he's got a long way to go as a player. And, of course, he's a two-time league MVP, but I want to see him develop a mid-range jumper. I want a shot fake and take it to the hole. Spin move, get to the cup. I feel like Toronto, two years ago in the playoffs, built a wall where he can't just get to the cup. He's going to have to develop that shot. 
shoot at a higher percentage, so Milwaukee's in better hands. I feel like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are playing their roles for Milwaukee, but it's all on Giannis. He's got to be turnover free. He's got to get better, not only from three, but inside the three-point arc. And, you know, do what he can, finish at the rim, finish through contact. I know we're asking a lot out of him, but he got grown man money. And that's big for Giannis. I think getting him the proper pieces and going out and getting Drew this offseason, it should help. But as of now, a few losses and uh, a few losses in a row, uh, to be honest with you guys, they're looking more second tier. Philly and Brooklyn seem to be controlling. Then they're second tier with the Bucks, Pacers, and Celtics, in my opinion. Um, a little bit about Boston. I-, I think the Celtics are still figuring out their identity. Um, Kemba, he's been hurt. He's been in and out of the lineup, and he's not gelling. You know, watching Saturday primetime Lakers-Celtics, he did not have a good game and he did not contribute. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to get their buckets. They're going to score. They're going to make winning plays and plays for their teammates to set them up for success. And they need Kemba to do that too. That's why they paid him the big bucks and brought him to Boston. So I think Boston's got to step it up, figure out their identity, and it's all going to start at the defensive end. A little bit about Indy. I like what Brogdon and Sabonis are doing. I agree with Shaquille O'Neal. Sabonis is a top 10 player in this game and in the league. I think he's doing a good job playing through contact. He finishes at the rim. He's developing a jump shot. He shoots the three on and off, and he's getting better at the free throw line. And that's huge for bigs. They're going to be hacked in the lane. They're going to be hacked in the paint, and they got to at least split or make both. And that's what Sabonis is doing. That's why they are a playoff team and they will be there this year. Moving on to Atlanta, how about my boy Ice Trey? Trey Young shooting from the perimeter and Clint Capella cleaning up around the rim, getting boards, running in transition. Trey Young is rewarding the big man. This is huge for Atlanta. They're in the right direction. They're still young. You know, a championship mindset is more in the future. But right now, it's about getting wins. It's about getting a few wins under their belt, moving in the right direction, playing defense, and good things are going to happen offensively if you start at the defensive end. Moving on, a few teams that I would say are on the outside looking in in the Eastern Conference when it's going to come down to the wire. Miami, Toronto, off to slow starts. Both playoff teams. I mean, Miami came out of the East in the bubble. We should expect more from them. Jimmy Butler has been out with COVID, so I understand that. But Miami needs to click. Eric Spolster's got to stress defense, and he's got to stress shooting open threes with confidence. Duncan Robinson can flat-out score. Tyler Hero can flat-out shoot the basketball. And I think defense, they set the tone with Andre Iguodala. Bam is playing well. I think he's moving from that rising star to all-star caliber. I'm really happy what I see there. And those are the two teams. I feel like they're going to get in at the end of the day. But right now, they're on the outside looking in. And uh, how about the New York Knicks? I know they're young, and the Knicks and New York City are not used to a lot of W's. But we got players playing hard here in the city. Emmanuel Quickly, Austin Rivers, 
Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, and how about the all-star Julius Randle? Knicks are in the right direction. I mean, Tom Thibodeau's there as head coach. They're trying to bring in Derrick Rose, another veteran, to lead these young guys. Knicks are in good hands. I mean, they're kind of like the Hawks in they're not looking championship right away. But how about take that first step, grab a 7-8 seed and sneak into the postseason? I think that's going to be huge for them. And moving on to the Western Conference, that was a little wrap-up in the East, the West. I know all eyes are on the Clippers and Lakers, but how about the Utah Jazz? 9-1 and one in the last 10. They're winning on the road and at home, and that's just huge. I mean, Salt Lake City, they're used to wins. They are just not used to getting over the hump for the championship. We saw Carl Malone. We saw John Stockton back in the day, but now Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they have a championship type mindset and that's huge. Utah is right there. And how about Nikola Jokic? I call him the Joker. Denver, fourth seed in the West, really rolling. Beat the Utah Jazz here on Sunday and beat them pretty good. Dominated start to finish. It all starts with Murray and Jokic, and I think they're in good hands. I really do. They're going to be in it at the end of the day like they were in the bubble. They just got to work on getting over that last hump of coming out of the West, beating the Lakers or Clippers. I know it's a tough task to ask, but they have the pieces. It's going to start defensively like it does with most teams in the NBA. No plays off. You know, some teams, they try to outscore the other, 131 to 126. But how about we play D? You know, you're not always going to hit your threes. You're not always going to be 60, 70% from the field in ball games. You know, there's going to be nights where you're 30, 40% from the field as a team. And how are you going to bounce back? Defensively. Absolutely. And a few teams I have my eyes on in the West, of course. Phoenix. I do have my eyes on the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul with his leadership over there with Devin Booker, a high-quality shooter. Shout-out Drake, wet like on book. He can straight-up splash from three and inside the perimeter. Uh, and DeAndre Ayton, they are developing a big there, and that's huge. Developing a big is exactly what you need to complement scorers. And with Devin having a big, someone who could clean up with the offensive boards and finish in the paint, it's going to take the Suns to that next level. And two of my favorite teams in the West that I hate to see them struggle a little bit, but it's understood. Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. Portland, CJ McCollum's out. A lot is on Dame's plate. Damian Lillard has to flat out have 30, 35 a night for them to win ball games. And that's a lot on him, but I think he's capable. And I agree with Charles Barkley when he mentions it on Inside the NBA. With Portland, they got to play defense. I mean, they've lost games strictly because lack of effort on the defensive end. And the Dallas Mavericks are having that same problem where Luka's calling Dallas out, where Dame is with Portland. Defensively, they got to box out. They have to rebound. They have to close out on shooters. It's not acceptable to have no effort defensively. And these leaders are speaking up and in team huddles, hollering, saying, guys, we got to pick it up. So they should be able to turn it around. The Warriors, of course, as we all know, without 
Clay Thompson, just devastating. Him going from an ACL tear to an Achilles tear. It's not cool. I mean, we love watching him shoot. We like the Splash Brothers together with Steph and Clay, and they're just fun to watch. With both of them in the lineup, they can win any given night. Steph has a lot on his plate, as Dame does in Portland. When your Splash Brothers out, you have to score, and that's why Steph is doing a good job. Golden State sits 11-9. and They do have a winning record. I think it's huge for Golden State to develop James Wiseman, Draymond with his leadership and passing ability to get these shooters open. Golden State's going to be fine. I feel like right now, for example, they have playoffs on their mind, but when Clay comes back, championships back on their mind, as it should be. Clay brings that kind of energy offensively and defensively. And hey, the kid does it on both ends of the floor. And that's who I want young kids playing ball to look up to. Clay Thompson, energy on both ends of the floor. Great defense leading to great offense. And that's a little bit about the NBA today. Hey, let's get hype. I mean, next episode, I'll be talking about the Super Bowl result. This might be the best Super Bowl that we've ever seen. Once again, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady is hosting in the Bay. This is going to be fun. Everyone enjoy with your family, friends, whoever you watch with. It's going to be a treat. Get your popcorn ready. J.D. out.